0: Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game here on the Leafs Nation Post Game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. And it's come to center ice. Seven seconds left. Pass on the wing for Matthews. Gets it back again. Tried to center in front. And the Jets have intercepted and played down the ice. And the game is over.
1: How about that? Close, but no cigar Four three. The final in favor of the visitors, the Winnipeg Jet. The beauty of the season, of course, as the Leafs have got eight more cracks at the Jets, including Wednesday and Saturday night. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan Nick Alberga and Gord Stelick with you, Sam McKee and Josh Santos along for the ride as well. Uh, the first time that the Leafs have lost three in a row in regulation under Sheldon Keefe. How about that?
2: Yeah, no, that, that's, um, and I mentioned earlier, um, it, it was a pretty good goal not to lose three in a row this season. You know, if you're trying to get them yeah. uh, first place overall and, and and you know, state a message, and now you have. I, I think, first of all, tip of the hat to Sheldon Keefe, what he did. What a deep, dark hole they were in when he took over last year and, and was instrumental in turning things around. Um, six days ago, they uh, just pounded the Edmonton Oilers, and the Edmonton Oilers was a world of hurt, Uh, After that, this isn't a world of hurt. I mean, the Maple Leafs competed in every game, probably had the edge maybe in most of every game, Mm -hmm. got out goaltended every game. That didn't mean their goaltender played bad, but Thatcher Demko, two games, and Connor Hellebuck tonight. So at the end of the day, though, it's the same result as the Oilers had three meetings against the Leafs. You got zero. Zero out of a possible six points.
1: You're right on that front. Uh, by the way, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will hop on in a couple of moments to break down this four-three loss here. The Winnipeg Jets and don't look now, Gord, but Winnipeg is five points back with two games in hand and eight more head-to-heads against the Maple Leafs still left.
2: Well, you told me not to look. Okay, and you look, so don't look but yeah. but the other part, uh, I, I believe these these should be the two teams in the North Division final. They should. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, in that case, it's it's good to see what they do. You know, feel each other out, get a sense of um, what will be a big year for one of them. Hopefully, going to the going to the final two, right, or going to the final four. I mean, yeah, uh, in that case. So, so anyway, it was. Uh, we're going to get a whole lot of Winnipeg Jets. This is the the good part is you get to play them again soon. The bad part is Edmonton found out if you start getting in a rut. Uh, the chasm widens because you play them so much in a
1: short period of time. Let's bring in now uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca who took in this one at Scotiabank Arena. Luke, I just think maybe Winnipeg had that that element of desperation in this game. Clearly, coming off a loss against the Montreal Canadiens, how'd you view this one?
3: The Hellebuck, right? Uh, he got chased from that game against Montreal. That was the first time all season, and this guy's that Vesna winner for a reason. And we saw it tonight. Um, the stat that, that really sticks out to me is the high danger chances, the quality of chances in front. Uh, Toronto had 24 of them. Winnipeg had six. Um, wow. So it wasn't, it wasn't a case of Winnipeg dominating uh, play five-on-five five or anything. It was more uh, the Jets passing in on their quality chances and the Leafs not being able to as often. You know, they, they had that push with Freddie pulled, um, and Austin got a couple, which is, which is nice to see to get him off uh, a little mini slump there. But, you know, the Winnipeg Jets took advantage of some costly mistakes from the Leafs, a brutal line change, mm-hmm. uh, led to the one goal. And then Morgan Riley tried uh, a really long stretch pass that got picked off and an excellent effort by Mason Appleton driving to the net. I mean, that's, that's what you're supposed to do, um, for what ended up being, uh, the, the most meaningful goal. So, uh, kudos to the Jets for a bounce back effort. And now the Leafs are, are facing a dose of adversity, their first uh, three consecutive regulation losses in the Sheldon Keep era.
2: Yeah. And, you know, we were just talking about, you know, and, and you're right on about Connor Hellebuck, just like Thatcher Demko played really well the other two games, but don't help him out by those incredibly sloppy, sloppy defensive plays. So, it's, you know, perspective is something fans and a lot of media aren't good about. And, you know, and and that's why within a team, you've got to maintain perspective, but the Leafs killed the Edmonton arms. They're just saying that last week. And, and that was a world of hurt. I mean, they got decimated. They were ravaged. That didn't happen. To the Leafs, they they may have had the edge of the play in most of all three of the last games. So I get it. It's not the end of the world, but at the end of the day, it's the same result. Zero out of six points.
3: Yeah, I know you're absolutely right, Gordon. And I mean, it's it's kind of hockey, right? Like sometimes you get the puck luck, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you have the better goalie, sometimes you don't. Um, I, I think if you're if you're a Leafs fan, yeah, you're like, okay, let's stop this this losing skid at three. But when you actually take in the games, it's not like they're getting blown out of the building, which is a good sign, and they have more to give. And Austin Matthews, even though we got two goals, you can tell he's not quite the same Austin Matthews in terms of letting that shot rip, you know, the, even how they're using him on the power play, putting him net front and looking for tips instead of having him on the flank and letting that, that deadly shot of his rip um, is kind of uh, not, not what they want in a perfect world. Um, and so the fact that they're, they're operating with their, their best player uh, at something less than hundred percent and still in these games and still producing, I think is a positive sign Um, And you think over the long term, sooner or later, you're going to get the bounces. Uh, Your goalie is going to be better than their goalie. But I think we have to give some respect to the Winnipeg Jets here. Um, When you you look at what they've done, they've been a really dominant team in third periods. And they've been really dominant after a loss. Um, So now the pressure shifts back to Toronto because this team is trying to close the gap on that number one seed.
1: And again, lucky for them, they can bounce back against the same team that just beat them coming up on Wednesday and Saturday night, respectively. With Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca breaking down a 4-3 loss here to the Winnipeg Jets. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame. Let's talk about Will Nye, the hockey guy. I I thought Nylander was tremendous in this game and Alex Kerfoot struggled to execute in this game. I I thought Nylander was fantastic. How'd you feel?
3: Yeah, uh, another good feeling from him. He He played almost 20 minutes. Um, you know, I, I think that line's really coming along. Um, and and a, a lot of the, uh, I, don't, I don't know if, if people have been too hard on, on Tavares and Nylander mm-hmm. as a duo, but they've certainly gotten more flack than, than Matthews and Marner have. Um, but when you know, look at the production, they, they've held their own. They've, they've been decent. But part of it is, is finding that, that third guy, um, and it it seemed like they had something when Wayne Simmons was healthy. Alexander Kerfoot does a lot of good things, but kind of like Mikhaev before him, he just hasn't been a- been able to convert. He had some a couple of really nice chances where he was teed up uh, in close and wasn't a, uh, able to, to just drill it home. So. Um, you know, part of it is, is he's not known for having that, the finishing touch as as the other two thirds of the line. And part of it, like we mentioned is you're running into a a goaltender that was on top of his game tonight.
2: And I know Joe and Jim mentioned about that, you know, it used to be kind of Freddie Anderson had to play excellent or you didn't win games. And it, it shows Mm -hmm. really how the Maple Leafs have had different ways of winning games and Hutchinson and Campbell have come up, you know, good on Hutchinson coming up big as well that, you know, it's, it's. It's like it's it's like Freddie just played played okay, right? But it wasn't it, it it's it's like it's there's different ways they can win games, and they certainly came back and almost did it. I mean that's uh, that's where I've really noticed the team growth.
3: Yeah, and it's smaller sample sizes for Campbell and Hutchison, but they both have better save percentages than Freddie. Um, and and that's something we haven't seen in his five year year reign as the least number one goalie. Um, is you know the the fact that the guy. Uh, the team seems to have just as good of a shot this season when he's not dressed as when he is. Um, And he's been battling it here. You know, Sean Cooper said that basically he's kind of day to day and they're really monitoring his health. They haven't disclosed what his lower body ailment is. um, And it's something he can play through, obviously. Uh, But, you know, I asked him uh, after last game and he said that he's gradually feeling a little bit better. But there was still a sense that this is a work in progress, right? He, he's at, at something a little bit below 100%. And going up against Demco and then Hellebuck, he's been the second best goalie uh, on both nights. Um, and th- there were some great A chances that the Jets converted on. I'm not pinning this on Freddie, but um, you hope, you know, in the, in the next two games here that, that he outduels Hellebuck in at least one of them.
1: Yeah, uh, certainly I'd say it's mildly concerning at this point in time, some of the injuries as they start to pile up. But again, there's just a lot of racetrack left in this season. The Maple Leafs have built some cushion in the standings. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Jake Muzzin and Justin Hall. Uh, I don't know if they're coming back down to earth just a tad after a hot start, but I, I thought they were just OK. You know, Jake Muzzin, who knows that the fishbowl's is uh, playing a factor in why he has struggled as of late. Uh, but do you think Mikko Letton at some point in time will draw back into this lineup?
3: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I As long as Muzzin and Bogosian uh, are healthy, I would be surprised that Lettning comes out. Um, I, I think Dermott's the only guy that w- they'd take him out for, and I don't like the idea of doing 7D. I don't think, you know, Keith liked it. He tried that a couple times. Um, and that that's a challenge, you know, for Toronto to try and keep, the taxi squad guys involved, and it's a bit easier to, to do it on the fourth line than it is the third D pair because, uh, even sheltered, those minutes mean something. Uh, but, like you said, you know, uh, it was kind of interesting to see Keith flip the pairs mid game. You know, he, he experimented with a, a Muzz and Bogosian pairing and a Dermot Hall uh, pairing, kind of like a throwback uh, to their, their old Marley's days. And I think that's because he wasn't liked what he was seeing. Um, and, you know, both teams uh, participate in the game, and part of that is the Jets' top six might be the only one in the division that you could put up against the Leafs, you know. They're they're going against some pretty serious firepower on the other end, Um, and Jake Muzzin has said that it's a bit annoying playing with the fishbowl, and it, it is a bit of adjustment and something that he's never had to do, maybe that's a, a small factor in it. Yeah. Um, but I, I would I would say it's more the, the fact that the Jets have a, a very high-powered offense of their own, and those forwards are dynamic.
2: It's like Nick wearing a retainer at bed, I think, you know, <laughs> just a little bit getting used to. Um, but, but, <laughs> in, injuries, Wayne Simmons, great seeing him on the ice. Is that they give any sense of uh, best-case scenario return?
3: Well, the cast is off, and it's a matter of, you know, getting the strength back in his wrist. Um, all accounts are that he's still uh, on time um, for the original six-week recovery, which I, I think puts it at about two more weeks. Um, so we'll wait and see. But um, you know, it's it's progressing. You know, he was shooting a ton of pucks, and I think it's just a matter of getting that strength back. And uh, it's kind of slowly but surely. And luckily, the Leafs have built a, enough of a cushion that it's not. Uh, I wouldn't expect them to rush him back or anything. I think they're going to take a, take their time and make sure he's 100% healthy because the real games that matter aren't, aren't going to take place for a while.
1: You're right on that front. It's some, a bit of adversity for the Maple Leafs team here in a season. They really haven't much had much of any uh, so far, but we'll see how they hold up here. Luke, thanks so much for your time tonight. Appreciate it.
3: All right, Nick. Go ahead. Talk to you soon.
1: You as well. It's Luke Fox, of SportsCent.ca, and certainly, Gord, I I think you need these moments uh, in a season. We talk about it all the time. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. The ebbs and flow of a season, uh, the record still speaks for itself. This Maple Leafs team, really, really good on paper. They've struggled as of late, lose two to Vancouver, lose four, three here to Winnipeg. But you just pick yourself up, come out with a better effort on Wednesday night. Yeah. And first your teeth, your
2: your teeth look so great. I thought you wore a retainer every night. That's all. So that's good. It's all, it's all, it's all natural that way. No, it's, it's good. It's good to have the ebbs and flows Yeah. Or, or it's expected to have the ebbs and flows, except we keep talking about the Tampa season a couple of years ago. And what you don't want as we repeat is the big flow they had in game number 83 through 86 to Columbus. So, you know, and again, I mean, Edmonton, it wasn't the end of the world for them, but Wow wow, did the Leafs just ever, and I I just thought that would be a little momentum and the Leafs would take whatever they were doing. They were so on fire those three games and they never quite recreated it with Vancouver or tonight, but they they have it still. They have it still. These these were, this was an entertaining game. Like if you went to the game tonight, but again, and Austin Matthews scores twice, but he makes the strangest defensive play. Like just as we mentioned, like four different faux pas by the Leafs. You got a bad change. You had a bad Morgan Riley play and then, Austin Matthews, like he thought he was screening the opposing goaltender. He, he was screening his good buddy, Freddie and their great buddies. And he, and he deflected it a bit. It's almost like the shot was coming and, I guess he thought he could kick
1: it out and help him any worse in the situation. Yeah, it really was a weird sequence, but I I chalked this up to boredom. Like, the Leafs have been dominating all season long. I'm a believer in having to deal with some scrutiny and adversity, and I just think this team needed a bit of a kick in the ass, and it's happened here the last couple games.
2: Well, you know, we love covering the team, and fans would like to win every game, but... that does get boring. Now we have not had much to uh, experience that and uh, justify that in Toronto, Mm -hmm. but in the Canadian division, if they, you know, say like, it'd be great. There'd be another three game three wins after the three against Edmonton. And then you kind of got a false sense heading in the playoffs when it's real. So, uh, you know, I, I'm with you now that, uh, okay, it means a bit more. You're going to have to fight and battle for first place. Now a little bit more, you've, uh, you put away some points early on. You've done, It doesn't take away from what you've done earlier this season, the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's just so many things to be impressed about this team. And I just mentioned that intangible about finding ways to win that good teams do and they've been doing. And, you know, it would have been nice one of these last three games because they were in all three of these games. They were, might've been leading them all. They certainly were leading two of them and they certainly had the edge in play, including tonight for two of them for more than 30 minutes. But uh, the other team and with excellent goaltending performances by the other team found ways to win.
1: The silver lining, again, they've built some cushion in the standings, and I think simply put, you need your goalie to be your best player sometimes, and I'm not giving this entire game to Connor Hellebuck, I just think the execution uh, was just a bit more sharp, uh, more compact, I would say, um, you know, for the, the, the Winnipeg Jets, again, we talked about it throughout the program tonight, you come off a 7-1 embarrassing loss to the Montreal Canadiens, I just think the the element of desperation was there a bit more for Winnipeg and they finished when it mattered and they got the big time goal there in the third period in the semi breakaway. That was huge. But I thought like Nikolai Ehlers was good in this game. I, I thought the top six was really, really effective and for the Maple Leafs you come out on Thursday Uh, A different night, and you you go back to work because, again, this is what Collin Hellebuck's going to do. There's a reason why he won the Vezin Trophy last season.
2: Yeah, and the last six games, like you include those three wins against Edmonton, goaltending wasn't the difference because the Leafs dominated so much. You kind of got six games that now that you say, okay, kind of do for one that like the last three games, certainly Demko in one of the two Vancouver games for sure, maybe both of them, but Hellebuck, the goaltender makes a difference. You're, you're, you're kind of due for one of those if you're the Toronto Maple Police.
1: So, where are you at when it comes to the trade deadline? Of course, we're about, what, five weeks away now. Um, I think there's got to be a couple of sellers out there, namely the Buffalo Sabres, maybe go down the Eric Stahl route, maybe go to Nashville. What would you do if you were you were uh, Kyle Dubas and company? Uh,
2: I would not be afraid of not doing something, yeah. okay? Which, you know, sometimes guys feel compelled that they have to. And a, a few years ago, Lou Lamorello when he brought Brian Boyle over, yeah. that was kind of a great sign for Lee fans. You know, yeah, they're really serious about the playoffs. And uh, gave up a second-round pick and <clears throat> took Washington to six games. And, you know, now you don't need that just for that reason. So I think we will – and we will continue to chat about it – is I had said a forward needs to be a top-six forward. It's got, it's got to have a wow. It's got to be a bit of a wow forward because they got a lot of good forwards. Okay, so you got
1: to do that. Does he have to shoot left, by the way, or do you care?
2: Ideally, I don't yeah. care, though, but ideally, ideally – and then the other part, if you're getting a defenseman, you want you want a when I say journeyman, look what Tampa Bay did last year picking up Zach Bogosian from Buffalo. So I just mean because you seem to get injuries and last year, geez, when Jake Muzzin got hurt in the bubble, it just seemed like their defensive depth went south. Now this year they have TJ Brody and they've played better defensively as a team. But that that those are the two things to look at. You're not you're not going to get a standout defenseman. That just isn't going to happen. But if you're looking for Uh, you know, and and it it wouldn't be like what you gave up for Jake Muzzin. Okay. If you get a forward, you'd have to give up a bit more. You, 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 And is it a Blake Coleman, Barkley, Goodrow type thing that you're giving up a forward that's here beyond this season? Like you're making a real hockey trade, not just a, you know, rent-a-player trade deadline deal.
1: Well, that was a fascination with the two uh, substantial moves, I will call them, that Tampa made last year where they sort of came out of nowhere, uh, took a, a first-round pick to do so. Uh, you know, when you look at Barkley, Goodrow, I think it was 29th overall to San Jose. But in exchange for that, they got cap certainty and low cap certainty of that. In this era, that's that's vital, isn't it? Oh, Absolutely.
2: Absolutely, and you know that's why the Jack Eichel contract—it's—it's a—it's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. It's great to have him locked up, but it's a lot of money to have him locked up. If you're if the Sabers really are talking trade about Eichel, and you're talking about it, but yeah, that's the other part of a deal right now. Like, you know, you get Kyle Clifford last year, and he's gone. You know, and then then you didn't use him in the playoffs. Okay, that was the part he had the best. He had the best hit in the playoffs. He woke the team up that one game. So. That's why you can't just do that kind of player that you use to um, to be physical in certain occasions. But you were spotting him. It's got to be. It's got to be someone. And again, uh, Blake Coleman, Barkley Goodrow, good examples that are are going to are going to be regulars, not fourth line irregulars.
1: And we shall see what the Leafs do between now and April twelfth. We we'll hit the break just getting started here in Leafs Nation post game. We'll head to Zoom uh, later on. Hopefully, hear from Sheldon Keefe and others after this. Four three loss for the Maple Leafs. You heard that right. Uh, the third loss in a row in regulation—the first time they've done so under Sheldon Keith. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590
0: The Fan. Time for a little hockey talkie. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network.
1: All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation post game here on Sportsnet Five Nine of the Fan. A four three loss here to the Winnipeg Jets, but as we've talked about throughout the night, the first of uh, nine of twenty three. Yes, against the Winnipeg Jets over the next twenty three games for the Maple Leafs, the first of a three game set this week. Uh, Nick Alberga, Gord Stellick at the Golden muzzy at Gord Stellick. Why don't we have a look at the out of town scoreboard, Gord? Happening right now, just getting started in OT in Raleigh. It's two two between the Hurricanes and the Nashville Predators. You want to talk about definitive sellers, and it's weird to say. I think Nashville has to be in that list, right?
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, a definitive seller. Whether they get the two points tonight or not, what a what a disappointing stumble it's been. On and you know, Carolina has been the opposite. Carolina, which by the way, I'm sorry, I think Rod Brindamore coaches Seattle next year. I think more. I'm with you on that front. (laughs) That is that is you know the owner loves them in Carolina, but he doesn't pay money. The owner loves himself. He does not pay money. So <laughs> anyway, himself. oh, yeah, no, no, no question. So anyway, uh, that's what's going on there. So I agree with you about Nashville being a big-time trader that way. And, yes, there is a sense of Santa Claus. Granted, it's a few months later. The Buffalo Sabres almost won the game, <laughs> but at least they got to a shootout. They lost 5-4 in a shootout to Philadelphia. I mentioned Sam Reinhardt scored twice. He's got 11. And you and I are just saying it, it didn't end in overtime, but, boy, Taylor Hall seemed to want to get it over. That was just a horrible horrible giveaway
1: yeah he wanted Philadelphia to win the game yeah uh, not so much his team the Buffalo Sabres but yes the uh, Sabres blew a lead in that game to lose 5-4 in the shootout so losing streak continues there Florida doubling up Columbus uh, 4-2 the Jackets I, I mean Sergey Bobrovsky starting to heat up too I think he's 4-1-1 in his last five games but you look at uh, the Florida Panthers and of course Sergey Bobrovsky um, this team seems legit uh, I know they're taking care of teams they have to take care of but they've they've had a good account of themselves against the better teams in this division too.
2: Yeah, and you know when you you talk about the trade deadline and what might the Leafs do or somebody do, and you know they they've lo- they lost nov and Mike Hoffman in Florida. Patrick Hornquist has been a perfect add on, yeah. perfect. He's been just what they needed, acquiring him in trade from Pittsburgh. And you know, give credit to some other things, but it's the yeah. same gang that's that's been there. It's a, it's a, the same coach that's been there second year in Joel Quenville. So. You know, the Florida Panthers going in the right direction. The Columbus Blue Jackets are not. It's it's funny. It's a night, including this game here, that uh, Winnipeg beat Toronto by one goal last night as well. Uh, one goal games. And I've, re- I've really enjoyed the divisional rivalry because they're almost like four-pointers, and they've been close, close games by and large going on. And we mentioned the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the New York Rangers 4-2. Rangers piling it on so much in the third period that the only shot on goal the Penguins got was Sidney Crosby's. Uh, empty netter. That was it. So they're right to the bitter end, it was 3-2. And the Rangers were doing, throwing everything but the kitchen sink at it. So they were making a bit of a playoff surge, but now the Penguins, like that's that's a real four-pointer. Like the Penguins kind of pushed them, pushed them back quite a bit with that big win tonight.
1: And speaking of which, the Pittsburgh Penguins have now won 10-14 of 14 under this new regime. They're on fire. The Islanders win it 2-1 in the shootout against the Boston Bruins. You talked about the Capitals. Jacob Vrana, the OT winner. So the Caps, after blowing a lead, win that game 5-4, the final um, and, uh, that's pretty much it when it comes to tonight's schedule. But, um, it's, it, it's not early anymore, Gord. It's fascinating to me how often, you know, we use that cliche line. It's no longer early in this NHL season, is it?
2: Yeah, no, I, I don't know the Ken Holland U.S. Thanksgiving comparable because <laughs> he, he has had that family day. He, he hasn't been <laughs> wrong about that, that basically 95% of the teams, uh, I think all but two of the teams uh, that are in and U.S. Thanksgiving are in at the end of the season. There might be one or two changes usually this one, because of the four-point games, I don't know. But you're right. It's starting to get deep in it, and that's why you're going to separate more. And that's why, to me, a few more teams will emerge as sellers in the trade deadline. And you know, Barry is 1,700th career game today, only yeah. the third coach after Joel Quenville and Scotty Bowman to coach that many games. And, of course, I think I saw Jonathan Taves with a tribute to Patrick Kane, right? There was Dominic yeah. Hasek and Jonathan Taves, and his his 1,000th game. So a lot of great accolades I mean he'd like to he'd like to win the game they're
1: down 4-1 right now against Dallas but uh, a big milestone for him yeah and on Taves we don't deserve to know what's going on there but uh, the, the longer this season goes and there's not much of an update on Jonathan Taves you just you know you hope it's not the worst case scenario right yeah I
2: know again he looked good in the but he, did. Did, he said it's 11 months yeah he, he has not been feeling well for 11 months so easy there's all kinds of speculation, but no, forget it. Whatever. You know, just uh hopefully something everyone's leaving alone is privacy and, and yeah. dealing with it. But it's it's obviously something not not a not a run of the mill hockey situation.
1: So game one thousand as you reference for Patrick Kane, Joe Pavelski has just scored, so it's a four one Dallas midway through the second period. No respect one.
2: for Patrick Kane. No, huh?
1: no. Let him win. <laughs> let him win game one thousand. That scored Stelic. Like I'm Nick Alberga here on Leafs Nation post game. The postgame is starting to roll in, by the way, after this four three loss to the Winnipeg Jets, the third uh, straight loss in regulation for the Maple Leafs, the first time they've done so under Sheldon Key. First and foremost, batting leadoff, here's Austin Matthews.
3: Austin, uh, two goals for you tonight. Uh, obviously, you'd much rather have the win than the goals, but uh, can you just assess uh, the game tonight and give us an update on how your,
4: rest, your wrist felt after uh play tonight? tonight? Um, yeah, I thought... Um... You know, it wasn't a bad game, but definitely wasn't our best. I think, uh, you know, we had really good moments at times and, um, you know, had the puck in their zone and we creating lots of chances. I thought in the third period, we had a couple of really good looks and, uh, you know, you got to gotta tip your hat to their goalie, you made some good saves. So, um, you know, I don't think chasing the game and, and being behind is obviously a position we'd like to be in, but um, I don't know, I think a couple of bounces either way, we could have definitely been back in that game. So. Um, you know, I think we can take a lot from this one moving forward. we got these guys two more times. So, um, you know, hopefully uh, a good practice day tomorrow, rest up and, uh, make some adjustments and, uh, be ready for Thursday. We'll go to
5: Jonas Siegel, The Athletic. Go ahead, Jonas. Hey, Austin. I'm just wondering how much pain or, or discomfort you're in right now.
4: I mean, once you get out there, it uh, it kind of dwindles away. So, um, you know, I felt uh, felt fine today. My legs felt good, and uh, we did some good stuff tonight. So, um, obviously, we'd like to get the two points, but I think it's always uh, positive when you're helping the team in uh, in different areas of the game. We'll go to Mark Masters,
5: TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Austin, obviously, they're moving you around on the power play.
3: Just what's your comfort level in front of the net when you're in that spot?
4: Feel fine in there, honestly. uh, just, uh, I just had a nice shot and uh, just, you know, plays in tight there. I feel like I can utilize my my ability down there. So, know, um, yeah, I feel really comfortable down there or really wherever.
1: Okay, there's Austin Matthews, and that was the uh, tangible difference that we saw tonight the last couple games included is where he slotted on the power play to uh, save his wrist a bit here, Gordon.
2: Yeah, it, that's the one obvious thing. Okay. 22 minutes, 36 seconds. So he he played a lot, scored twice. <laughs> Six shots on net, but, uh, yeah, not a hundred percent. So they're kind of moving around two things. He said, seemed to say, um, a lot more this time than normal. I know he does say it, He's minor, stuttering. minor observation, but, uh, good line about the, to this Leafs team's credit, they're not used to chasing the game this year. You know, they, they've had the lead or it's been tied. They've had spent very little time chasing the game. And so again, this is, this is a good little adversity to remember. Sometimes you got to chase the game and win when you chase the game. Cause, uh, Maybe, maybe hopefully you'll win a playoff game like that.
1: Yeah, and speaking of chasing the game, uh, Chicago and Patrick Kane game 1,000, they are chasing it for sure now. It is a 5-1 in that one, by the way. Last touch on the Carolina game against Nashville. Carolina wins at Jordan Stahl, second of the game, 10th of the season in OT, so a 3-2 win for the Canes. Uh, from there, we're going to roll on. More post game coming in after this 4-3 loss to Winnipeg. Here's the captain, John Tavares.
3: John, uh, three losses in a row, all in regulation. Uh, what's uh, your personal concern level here?
6: What's going on with the team?
7: Well, I think we've just been uh, maybe not as crisp um, as we'd like to be. As we'd like to be for 60 minutes, and we just don't seem to be ending up on the right side of it. Uh, um, you know, we've been all these games in really tight. We've had uh, chances to win to win them all, so we just got to make some some key plays and obviously uh, uh, do a little better job defending against our opponent. Um, you know, we generated uh, enough chances tonight. I think we just gave them a little bit too much off the rush.
5: We'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark.
3: John, you guys seem to be running into a bunch of hot goalies here of late. What stands out to you about the challenge presented by uh,
4: Connor Hellebuck?
7: Well, he's he's obviously a great netminder. Tremendous year last year. He's doing great things again this year. So, you know, you just got to continue to find ways to solve them and and get into the net and and create opportunities. So, you know, we got quality shooters. Um, We just got to find a way to uh, capitalize uh, on what we're generating. What do you appreciate about the way
4: Austin is playing through through this injury and still finding a way to produce?
7: Yeah, I mean it's not even just the production. I think his overall game uh, is tremendous in all three zones and such an influence for us. Uh, the way he controls the play, uh, the way he competes for competes for pucks, uh, his strength defensively, uh, continues to battle well in off. So his overall game is is really strong and uh, obviously we know about his ability and and his ability to put the puck in the net.
1: Okay, there's John Tavares following this four uh, three loss. But I thought in general that was uh, pound for pound probably the uh, the best line for the Maple Leafs in this game. The the JT line, Gordon.
2: Yeah, and Willie Nylander, and they, yeah, they they really were. And and you, you tweeted it. Mm. Uh, Willie Nylander could add five assists to Kerfoot and Tavares, and there, there just were a lot of uh, unfortunate shots, some missed shots, some great saves by Hellebuck, and a lot of the lot of it had generated from those guys.
1: Meantime, uh, Zach Hyman, uh, the unbelievable contract year continues. He had one and one in this game. He's been in an absolute terror. And, uh, I thought the hemline was pretty decent in this game, Gord. I think in general, um, you know, some missed assignments led to this loss to the Maple Leafs, at least defensively, but, uh, I tell you, the type of role Zach Hyman is on, I have no clue what he's going to get on the open market.
2: Well, just be fortunate he's here. And when you make it, when, you know, again, in in the playoffs, these kind of players become even more valuable. I'm I'm more concerned about the hemline being the zip line, you know, and it's it's, they have not, the team has not played as well since the zip line's been incorporated by far too many media. It is the hemline. That's what we're going with first. And uh and Hyman uh is the first letter and, and Hyman's the guy that makes the goal. But that was a goal scorer's goal. It was funny. Austin Matthews scored like a deflection because as said he's he's playing that role in the power play where he's there to deflect. He doesn't his wrist doesn't let him do that normal normal whack shot that he does like Ovi does or very few can do to that degree. And then Zach Hyman's a guy, boy, he beat Kyle Connor. And then he drives into the goalie. I love
1: that. Ah, uh, like he puts it in. He's a modern day Chris Draper, is he not?
2: That's well. He's got more offense than Chris Draper.
1: Yeah, like he but he just he that's always a good brings comparable. it in different levels. Like you can you can expect some something from Zach Hyman every game. If it's not offense, it's something physical. If it's not that, you know, it's a leadership quality. Like he brings so many intangibles to the table for this team.
2: Well, and and more and more yeah. like each year, tangibles and intangibles. Yeah. You know, you know, even things like he's the, he's the guy that embraces going on the media, calls everybody yeah. by name, does all the community service things, like embraces being a Toronto Maple Leaf appreciates being a Toronto kid and now a Toronto adult and what it means to be on the Toronto Maple Leaf, you know, and, and Lee, Lee fans, that, that's like a lot of them, you know, you grow up dreaming of that, right? So you really, you really respect when, when someone, when someone gives it that kind of respect and gives you that kind of respect.
1: No doubt about that. We've teed it up perfectly. Here is Zach Hyman. Zach, you, sir, you guys certainly had your chances tonight,
3: perhaps some breakdowns That's in some inopportune times. What did you, what did you see as the difference tonight?
8: Yeah, I think you, you nailed it. <clears throat> um, we had some chances. We didn't capitalize on all our chances, and, and they had some uh, grade-A opportunities that they were able to capitalize on there. They've got a bunch of elite players that can make plays, and we just have to be ready for them uh, for a full 60. And Yeah, I mean, it, it could have gone either way, I think, but uh, they were able to capitalize a little bit more than us.
5: We'll go to Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead,
3: Lance. Zach, <clears throat> so on one hand, first overall. On the other hand, uh, your first uh, three-game uh, losing streak of the season. Uh, where's the team at right now, do you think?
8: I think we're in a good spot. I think, you know, all teams go through adversity. Um, Like you said, this is the first time we lost three in a row uh, and we want to bounce back. Uh, And we're not happy about it, obviously, especially with the team that's chasing us in the division and uh, at home ice. So um, we got to be better,
5: but you
8: know, uh, all teams face adversity during the year and and it's a good thing to go through
5: a little adversity. Next up, we'll go to David Alter of the Hockey News. Go ahead, David. Hey, Zach, first game from the Western trip can always be tough, but uh, you still seem to have your legs out there. Is there something that you did specifically to kind of adjust to make sure you kind of had the speed and energy for the game tonight?
8: Uh, no, I just try to go to bed on Eastern time, and wake up on Eastern time. So um, it's just a part of the the job. You, know, you go West Coast and then you got to come back and play on the East Coast and this year, even more so because of uh, the, the nature of the division and whatnot. But um, no, nothing in particular, just uh, sleeping
5: or trying to. Next up, we'll go to Jonas Siegel of The Athletic. Go ahead, Jonas. Hey Zach, we, we know that Austin's been dealing with uh, this wrist issue. You played through the, the torn ACL, I think, a couple of years back. What's it like to, to, to kind of navigate when you're, you're not 100% physically?
8: I mean, it can be frustrating at times for sure. I, I think that, um, you know, he's got such an elite shot. And uh, anytime you hurt your wrist, you know, probably doesn't feel the same. I can't speak for him. Uh, He scored two goals tonight, so he's finding a way to do, to score, and and he's always been able to score from all different areas. So, the two goals that he scored today were right around the net front and and just being around the net. So, um, you know, he's a huge contributor to our team. And, uh, I mean, I think he looks like Austin, so.
5: And last one here, we'll go to Lance Hornby, to sign.
3: Go ahead, Lance. Wanted to ask Zach about the uh, the goal. You don't usually score those uh, those kind. Usually, you're closer in front of the net. Uh, can you just take us through that?
5: Yeah.
8: Sorry, Lance. One second. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It just uh, on a um, set breakout, uh, Broads stepped up past to me, um, coming out uh, as like a low as a low play, and they play in uh, a one-one-three. So the the guy stepped up on me, and when I had my head up kind of tried to make a move around him. And then Mickey was flying through the middle <clears throat> and then created some space for me to skate under and, and take middle ice. And then uh, I was going to kick it out to him, but it took a peek and saw the D kind of cheating o- o- over to him. So I decided to take it to the net and saw a clear
2: path and then, you know, made a move and went in.
1: There is Zach Hyman from load management to sleep management court.
2: <laughs> and uh color commentary as well. Yeah.
1: Taking a nice sip,
2: whatever. <laughs> and so it gives Lanceru Hornby the, the real goods about it. And, uh, yeah, no excuses. And uh, as I say, I want to be the sports scientist, director of sleep operations. So, you know, what does that job pay? Uh, I think pretty good. Now yeah. you get you get a like a probably a title. You have a degree. I'll go back to university for that. I mean, I know they say it's a science and that, but don't you just you know like make up a time, look at someone in the eye, and go, okay, Nick, you got to get you got to get <laughs> ten hours and fourteen minutes of sleep or whatever it may be. I'd love
1: that, Jordan, right, I'm just continuing my fight against the analytics community on Twitter. <laughs> you know that same community that uh, buried Drew Doughty. That one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's, well, he's that, having that, a good season.
2: Well, and and, and again, that is, that is a discussion for another day <laughs> or many days. And I do believe it serves its purpose. Um, but I do believe. Uh, teams that are heavy on it, uh, that's
1: thats thats not my cup of tea. It is a tool. I am with you, Gord. You are not tool. a tool. That's it. You are not a tool. I may be the tool of no, this No, if you use it today. too
2: much, uh, you are a tool. But <laughs> otherwise, if you use it as a tool, that's considered appropriate.
1: There you go. Aptly put there from Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Albergo. We'll hit the break. Other side, you'll hear from Sheldon Keefe after this 4-3 loss here to the Winnipeg Jets. This is Leafs Nation post-game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.
0: Blue and white at night. Real night. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and the Leafs Radio Network. Now to the near side to Nylander. Nealander back to Riley again. Finds Miner on the far wing with a wrist shot coming, and it got through. And Hellebuck had to make a pretty good save with the pass. Center in front, they score. Right in front of the net, Austin Matthews is there to tip it home. And with 154 to go, the Leafs are within one.
1: And the crowd goes crazy. Bum wrist, who cares? Two goals for Austin Matthews, first player to 20 this NHL season. It came in a losing effort, as you know by now. Jets four, Leafs three. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet. 5'9 of the fan at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. I don't know about you, before we get to Sheldon Keefe, Tonight's game, Gord, again, just reminded me there's nobody in the building to watch these games. I don't know. I just had that feel.
2: <laughs> there were two feels. One about that, and it's getting and it's getting long. And in the States yeah. now, 17 different venues are having fans in. Tampa Bay's going to open the uh, or unveil the banner with about under 4,000 fans this Saturday. The other thing this reminded me, with no fans there, it reminded me a little of the bubble. Like, it kind of did. It did. Uh, a little bit better than the bubble, but just that, you know, the Leafs didn't play poorly. But they never seemed like they were going to win the game. It just wasn't good enough. And that's kind of like these last three games have been.
1: Yeah, seven people a day in our country are getting vaccinated. So I continue to grow uh, more skeptical by the day that we're actually going to see fans in, an, uh, in a Canadian building this year, Gord.
2: Um,
1: more than seven, but.
2: Yeah, I, um, I, I'm i going to say we will, but, <laughs> okay. but we're going to be the last six uh, we're going to be, or excuse it, the last seven yeah. NHL cities.
1: Yeah. Makes sense. Again, that's Gord Stellick, I'm Nick Alberga. 4-3 loss here to Winnipeg. Let's go to the Zoom podium. Here is Sheldon Keefe.
3: Sheldon, your first uh, three game losing streak this year. Uh, where's the team at, but also obviously considering you're still first overall.
6: I, I mean, I, I think, you know, we're just going through it here a little bit. I think every team goes through little stretches like this, but I think there's lots for us to take away from it. You know, I, I think, it's obviously a good thing for us that in all three games, we're, you know, we're right there, we're in every game. Um, and, you know, we could have very easily gotten points out of each. Uh, so that's a good, a good sign, right. You know, that we're, we're still right there. Um, that said, I think what really clearly comes out of these games for me is just, you know, you usually, I mean, games are, games are close. The division is extremely competitive uh, that's a very good team we're playing against tonight. Um, but you either have winning habits or you have losing habits, and and when you when you you know you have losing habits, um, you end up giving up free goals, and then when you aren't scoring enough on the other side of it, you, you lose games. So we got to get back to having consistent winning habits, and and you know we'll we'll find that things will 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 end up you know working out in our favor. Um, in the end, but, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously very disappointing that after three fantastic, perhaps three of our best games of the season at Edmonton, that, you know, we followed it up here now with, you know, not, not poor performances. think like we've played fine in each game, but just, you know, not doing enough of the, the little things. Well, that end up fine. You're know, getting you to find ways to win games. Next up, we'll go to Kevin McGran trying to start. Go ahead, Kevin.
3: Kelvin, can you give uh, me an example of what uh, a winning habit or two, as opposed to a losing habit or two, like, what do you mean by that?
6: Well, I mean, a winning habit simply for me, is just when you don't, we don't have a play, there's nothing happening and you force the play through the middle of the ice versus just, you know, moving the puck forward and putting it to a safe place and get structure around it where cost us a goal in Vancouver um, and essentially costs us the game. And then tonight, sit very similar play i mean we're stuck in the the neutral zone and retired and we turn it over when we we need to get fresh guys on we're caught in the line change and then you don't have any structure coming back in your end the puck's in your net it's little things like that that uh when you're not scoring enough to uh allow for mistakes like that you just gotta you just gotta keep piling on positive and good habits and good shifts and over time things will find their way you know so those are the little things that come out of it that are just lessons that we need to continue to learn as I said we didn't play poorly I thought we played good enough certainly to get a point out of this game here today we were right there you know we we generated I'd like to see us generate more offense you know but I still think we generated more than enough to score than we did um, to score more than we did and you know obviously their goaltender I think it's fair to say was the best player tonight but to me, you can still win games or get points if you've got good enough habits, and those are those are the little things that have slipped a little bit for us here in the last few games.
5: Next up, we'll go to Chris Johnston, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris.
2: Yeah, Sheldon, you spoke after practice about different ways Austin was contributing. You know, he scored a couple goals tonight in ways we don't typically see him score. I mean, what did you think of his game as he continues to adapt to, to what he's dealing with?
6: I think it just speaks to the caliber of player that he is, but. I also think he doesn't get enough credit for scoring those types of goals. I think you go back, go back through his goals. He scored more than a, more than his share, uh, more than a fair share of those types of goals. He's extremely good hands in around the net. Uh, You know, he doesn't typically play in those positions, so he doesn't, you know, maybe get as many opportunities as other other people, but he's got a lot of goals. Uh, You know, I've looked at his career goals that he scores in around the net. Um, So that's what I'm talking about where it's, him just adapting his game a little bit, going to different spaces, and uh, he's got good enough abilities and sense to make good on those chances.
5: We'll take two more here. We'll go to Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Steve.
2: Sheldon, uh, tonight you you get scored on on a tough line change, uh, your
3: own deflection into your own goal, and and a tough penalty kill. Is, Is this a case tonight of you beating you as opposed to them beating you?
6: Yeah, I would say so, Steve. I mean, I think that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? Uh, you know, and I think definitely get caught in a line change, but it, you, you need you need to make line changes. Guys are tired. Uh, it's about taking care of the puck and putting it in a good spot to let the line change happen um, in that case. But yeah, you know, again, apparently, kills has got to find a way to get a kill for us. You know, we got to get that stop. It's a very similar goal that he gave up uh, the other night. We got to get a blocked shot. Um, seven seconds left in the kill i mean you got to get through it you know we were right there and then um you know we yeah i I think we you know, it's more a case that uh you know Winnipeg played a good game too they defended they defended well they were very opportunistic um but certainly you know what I'm talking about the habits and mistakes when you're when you're up against a, a goalie that's playing very well and you know they're not giving you anything for free on offense you can't have those types of breakdowns if you're expecting to get points out of games right really. For me, that's why we've, you know, we've come up empty-handed in these three games. I don't think we've played poorly. Uh, you know, I, as I say, I, I just think it's just little things that end up going the other the other side. And uh, you know, throughout the season, a lot of nights, those things, you know, we've scored enough, or the bounces have kind of gone our way, but uh, it's flipping back the other way. But I just think that we're helping it uh, go that way with some of our some of our decisions and how things have slipped. And- Maybe we can chalk it up to fatigue, I, I don't quite know. I uh, just know that we got to continue to learn from it.
5: And last one here, we're we'll going to David Alter of the Hockey News. Go ahead, David. Hey, Sheldon, uh, what was your overall assessment of Zach Hyman's game tonight?
6: I thought he was really good. I mean, you know, he's been really good for us. You know, he played hard. It's a big-time goal and he scored for us. You know, he's working he's doing his, He's doing his job for us,
2: so I think he's been
1: really good. All right, there's Sheldon Keefe. If there was one thing Mike Babcock was right about, it was Zach Hyman, Gordon.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, special absolutely. Uh, he's a special player. That's right. You think of the uh, – the
1: you do the voice. I don't well. do the
2: voice. but And he had to educate us because they were sermon from the mounts when Mike Babcock was here. <laughs> I still love the first year, like a dysfunctional – junior <laughs> junior school class, like junior kindergarten class or something would be and he would he would basically talk like that, a teacher that with all these challenging kids. As we find out later, he's taking credit for helping Tank to get Austin. <laughs> the back. comeback was, tour. Like he's on God. podcast he's everywhere. We I see have the least nation post. But he, even even when it was still was only a one in five chance in the lottery to get the number one overall pick. But yeah. uh uh yeah, he, he Zach Hyman he would he would educate us. As people said, why is he on the first line or the second line? And he would tell us. He goes and digs the puck. He needs someone to do that. Well, he does more than that now.
1: Yeah, the man was right. And uh, who knows, at this point, Zach Hyman could be playing himself out of Toronto. And it's tough because he's a local boy. But uh, we'll see. Well, We'll see down the road with that, right? Was, uh, the, it's yeah. a, it's
2: a long summer. You, yeah. know, you
1: never know what can happen. Exactly. Uh, with that in mind, we'll take our final break of the night. Again, the Maple Leafs falling four three here to the Winnipeg Jets game one of a three game set. Again, back with you on Thursday night, starting with Leafs Nation pregame at six thirty. Nick Alberga, Gord Stelic This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet five ninety The Fan.
0: Breaking down. What's up? What's up? This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet five ninety The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. <laughs>
1: All right, wrapping up another edition of Leafs Nation postgame following a third straight loss here in Regulation 4-3, the final against Winnipeg, Nick Alberga, and Gord Stelic with you. Uh, Still plenty of action ahead between these two sides continues on Wednesday night, Gord.
2: And, you know, you said something about you miss the fans. And it was a year ago last year. It was on this Tuesday night now. The date, you move ahead a day, so it was actually, you know, date was March 10th, and the Leafs beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Remember that? And we had no idea that on the Wednesday, the NBA world would stop while NBA games were being played. Uh, we'd be watching our friends uh, Jeff Merrick, Elliot Friedman, Brian Burke, uh, Wednesday Night Hockey Night package on Sports that Leafs were not playing. Kind of just uh, following the games, but not really. Guys were playing the games, but not really. And here we are a year later. We thought it might be a two week pause. I, th- I think I think we knew it'd be longer, but initially it would be. It was going to be at least a two week pause. And here we are, fifty-two weeks later. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm with you about when you said that line about really missing the fans. And it's great that uh, the NHL's pulled it off in the bubble for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Pulled it off again to get a season going. We're pulling it off as far as uh, doing doing the broadcasts. But uh, yeah, I'd like to be down there, and I'd like to. Uh, I know a lot of fans would like to be down there. The weather's getting nice outside. This is, this looks like a a special Maple Leaf team. This looks like they're going to be in the playoffs and. So before, when we talked about it, I, I hope, I hope again, being socially responsible, but, um, yeah, that if you just get the vaccines out at a decent clip, that's the best part about being socially responsible.
1: Time flies and you're doing nothing. Honestly, the last 52 weeks had just flown by for some reason. <laughs> okay, yeah, Right. <laughs> But the longest <laughs> longest year of my life. i have never been so tired of my four thousand dollar a month uh, condo, Gord. Well,
2: it's uh, it's
1: Toronto it, prices. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a nice condo, <laughs> and uh,
2: it's good. It's good. You have somewhere nice to stay because you're hanging there. It's it's, yeah. it's just really, really different. And sport and sports like it. it you say it's an escape. You gotta you gotta put it in perspective. I don't know what the kind of word to call it is, but for a lot of people, that's not that's not an unfair word to say. And this year in particular. It's just nice that there's a little bit of normalcy about it in a, in a world where there's very little normalcy. Now, again, we're not at the games, but once we're watching them on TV or listening to them on radio, um, it's
1: kind of nice. It's kind of it's kind of like what you did when when it wasn't COVID world. You're right. There seems to be light at the end of the tunnel. Um, certainly, you know, I get the I got giddy about the trade deadline again. Like you still have that feeling. You, you get that sense. Hey, like yeah. the Stanley Cup is just around the corner, which uh, I think is great. You know, we get almost to the stretch drive of this season, and again, the vaccine's rolling out. So, I, I you know, from all the negativity I've I've spewed uh, throughout these years, I, I think there is a lot of light at the end of the tunnel. It's been a long year, though. Gordon. Yeah, and
2: and Leaf fans are owed some kind of playoff <laughs> success. They are owed it it's not on these players to be responsible for how many decades it's gone back. Yeah. But it could be like the Raptors weather wise, like it's going to, the playoffs are going to go deeper. Hopefully Mm -hmm. this is a team that will go deeper and you get that sunny, wonderful playoff weather that we can celebrate in, Larger groups, I, you know, maybe, you know, groups social of, groups of six. Well, you know, who sports <laughs> bars going or whatever. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, no, you're, you're chipper tonight.
1: I like I'm that. I'm in. I'm yeah. in.
2: I'm just in a good mood. I mean, you yeah. know, they see, I'm keeping perspective.
1: Yes. I like that. I'm still waiting for my PS5. Well, see, to each, <laughs> to, to each their you know, own. I, I joked like two months ago that I might get the vaccine quicker than a PS5 and we're almost on pace here.
2: Yeah. But okay. A year ago, actually, <laughs> actually, actually it was next week Yeah, when going to a grocery store and seeing no pasta, yeah. seeing no toilet paper, like seeing a like a mood I've never seen before. Like you look at World War documentaries mm. and about uh, you know a country on an eve of war. Like it, it, it was it was very very surreal. It was it was scary. I like the zombie movies, so that's yeah. what I equated. Well, to. It, it was yeah. and it was it had that you know there 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 was no joy anywhere, and uh, there was a lot of attitude, a, a lot of unknown and whatever. So I mean at least. That part has evolved almost 52 weeks later.
1: Yeah, we're feeling great. Uh, I know the Leafs have lost three in a row here, Gord, but we get set for Leafs Nation pregame on the Sportsnet Radio Network at 6.30 on uh, Thursday, and the Leafs are looking to rebound here.
2: Boy, Chris Johnson said Saturday that some of the American players have got vaccines, is the word. They're going to keep it quiet because they didn't jump the queue. But uh, Toronto nor Winnipeg will get vaccines (laughs) by Thursday. (laughs) By 2026. Again, (laughs) Leafs have to go back. Really fun game tonight. I I liked it. But, you know, finding ways to win. You know, being that team that find ways to close it out, come from behind, whatever it may be. And uh, that's alluded to them in the last three games that they played rather well, but have the other team has found more ways to win.
1: Yeah, the best part about the back scene, you still got to put that mask on. So a lot of great times That's ahead. what we'll do now, right? We're feeling great about life. The Maple Leafs, uh, not so much. They've lost three in a row, but we'll talk again coming up on Thursday night. Some distance in the standings for sure. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Many thanks to Luke Fox. Sam McKee and Josh Santos for their hard work behind the scenes. The Maple Leafs fall 4-3 here for the Winnipeg Jets. Take care.